Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Michael Corbin and joining me as always is Emmanuel. And Emmanuel, right now, rugby league is pretty bad for me. <laughs> I think uh, this is what you want to start, start uh, with. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realise how deep we are getting in. <laughs> uh, Michael, hello. How are you? It's uh, great to see you and my commiserations to you. Um, so... We've actually commissioned as a as a sort of a special treat to everyone this week. We've we've commissioned a post round eight, mid quarter of the way through the season review of the the Roosters twenty twenty two season that uh, we can exclusively provide it here on this podcast. Michael Corbin has been asked to to lead the charge here and is going to present his thoughts on what is happening with his beloved football team who are. Favourites for a lot of people to take out the competition. Currently sitting four and four. Not only that, to add salt into the wounds, that they're, they're sitting. He's sitting sitting four and four with Souths, who he predicted to miss the finals, and St George, who about a month ago he said there would need to be a discussion about the Dragons in a few weeks. Um, he's looking stressed. Um, I haven't seen him this unsettled um, for about six years. Uh, when Mitchell Pearce and a dog video leaked. Um, it, it's not easy being a Roosters fan. It, it's, it's very unsettling having to spend, you know, 100% of the salary cap like everyone else. Um, but Michael's in the house and, and has some thoughts on this. Uh, I would like to start this off by saying this is Emmanuel's idea, not my <laughs> idea, but I will gladly go along with it. I have some thoughts. Uh, look, four and four. Not the greatest start, not the worst start. I mentioned last week. We started the 2018 season 4-4. Four and four. Differences, yes, Cooper Cronk was coming to the club, James Tedesco was coming to the club. It's a different team. I think what people need to understand is that the Roosters are trying a lot of things at the moment. Kiri's playing on a side where he's played less than 10 games on. Uh, the combination of Kiri and Walker, Walker is has played less than 30 first-grade games. Uh, they've played less than 10 games together. So that combination's building... I think the back line is I don't I don't think it's properly set right now. It, the the attack is very clunky, and the way Robbo works in his training is he focuses on defence and the attack will come. And at the moment, the defence isn't bad. There's been some bad tries, and Adokar scored a intercept try the other day. Uh, that's clunky attack, and no one's catching him, right? There's been some the. You know, there's every team has a, besides Panthers, every team has a, a player who will crack the line once again, right? It happens. The defense has been good, and I think as the season progresses, the combinations will get better. Uh, I would like to see Joseph Suwali play on the left center spot. I think that, especially in the game against the Dogs, every run that he had, he poked his nose through, and he's a damaging, strong, powerful runner. Uh, probably has more skill than any option we have there. 
Momorowski should go back to the wing where he was a premiership winner for the Panthers uh, outside Joey Manu. And yeah, I just... The forward pack's aging. I thought Takiaho, who's come into the season with niggling injuries, and Jared Williams, who's old, um, has, you know, they've, they haven't been as dominant as they have been. Um, we haven't had a game where we've both had Connor Watson and Sam Verrills yet. I want to see that. Uh, so look, there's positive signs. It's not all doom and gloom. We've the Titans this week. You can't score against the Titans. Although the Panthers struggled last week. You the Tigers struggled to score against the yeah. Titans. <laughs> if you can't score against the Titans, you might have some problems. But look, I'm I'm not writing off this season. It's not over. I think that it's going to take time. I'm giving them the time. And all the Dragons fans who have been coming at me all week and all the Bulldogs fans who have been coming at me this week, um, especially the Dragons fans, you guys have been in this position many times where... You're sitting in an okay position halfway through the season and it all falls to shit. So just remember that before you come at me because I will be holding those receipts and I'll be coming back to you at the end of the season and we'll see where we are then. Mike, I have a, I have a question for you yeah. and, and I don't know if you're really going to like it. Um, Luke Keary, okay, he's been partnered by Adam Reynolds. He's been partnered by Cooper Cronk. He's been partnered by Mitchell Pierce across his career, and they're all halfbacks who either won premierships with him or had won premierships before he was partnered with them. Is he, do you think, the best choice for the Roosters? I think that I think that he should be six. And I understand why Robbo has made him seven because, and there is a difference. We've seen it with the Tigers. There is a difference. The number seven controls the game. Yeah. I think he's a more genuine six. And despite all those years that he spent with Cooper Cronk learning how to control a game, I think he's better one out. And the problem with the Roosters at the moment is that I don't think the halves are combining that well yet and I think this will take time I, I know you have your questions about Kiri I think he's a he's a good he's a premier he's won three premierships right yeah, he's more successful than almost any half in the competition at the moment and I, but, yeah. but he has played with some excellent halves as well I think he's a six I don't think he's a seven I think Sam Walker should be seven but this this early in his career I think the way Robbo said it is he would rather put that pressure on Kiri over Walker and let Walker play off the cuff but I think it'd be better to groom Walker as a seven and have Kiri play how he has always played. And part of the reason, one of the, one of the weird things that's happened this year is Kiri was always on the left-hand side. Yep. He's now on the right-hand side. Yep. The reason is that if you're the dominant kicker on the team, which he is, and he hasn't got the biggest boot, it's not, it's not the worst boot, but he hasn't got the biggest boot, is that if you're on the left-hand side, it's, if you're on the right-hand side, it's easier for a right-footed kicker. Yep. On the left-hand side, it's easier for a left-footed kicker. So if you're the dominant kicker, you should be on the left hand, on the right hand side. That's the reasoning, right? I want to see that change back. I think Kiri's better on the left hand side. Yeah, I, the only reason I ask this question is because there's a lot of discussion with Souths before the season started about where Cody Walker would play this year. I think, and there I was, think, I think Cody Walker and Kiri are in similar positions. They are in similar positions, but Souths have kept Cody as a six. Yeah. And, and just let Ilias play his game at seven, yeah. which I thought is what Robinson would have done. 
And I just, I'm just, I've, I'm struggling to see how this is working out for them because I watched that game on the weekend and there is, there is a lack of, I even think that Kiri has a reluctance to get tackled. And I think, I know he's coming off a huge injury and before that he had um, head knock issues. And, and I, I feel that there is a bit of hesitation to, to go to the line and coming from a team that has previously scored a lot of points, there is also a hesitation to understand, to build pressure. And it's just sort of like, this needs to be the play where we score, get it to Tedesco, who has been incredible in your team, but is just not very well supported at the moment by the spine or anyone outside. Yeah, at the moment he's getting ball where like he's having to do too much. And I agree, I don't think Kiri has been anywhere near as good as he has been in the past years. And as you said, coming off an ACL injury, those head knocks, one head knock and he could he might have to retire yep. type thing. So, yeah. You can't blame him for the hesitancy. No, of course not. Um, I, yeah, I I haven't been happy with his form. Yeah, I haven't been happy with a lot of the Roosters' forms. I think Tupanua, who everyone raves about uh, his attack, has been subpar in defence. Yeah, the, just some things in the game. I mean, um, two weeks ago it was Tupo, and last weekend was it Suwali? Just the the forty twenties. Just sort of not, not, not being able to no communication. Uh, the, the, the Tupu one was bad. The yeah. Suwali one he couldn't get. Back. It, it was. It, it was, was an early kick. It was an early he kick. He was chasing it, that, that one. The Tupu one he literally yeah. let it roll over the sideline because he didn't think it was inside the forty. Yeah. The Suwali one they happened. Yeah. I think it was a third or fourth tackle kick early in the tackle count. That and Burton it was it was a thirty ten. It wasn't a 40-20, it was a 30-10. Yeah, great so, kick, yeah, great was kick. A, was a, Matt Burton has the biggest boot in the comp. Yeah. Right? Um, okay, that's enough about your team, I think. Yeah, look, I think, I think it'll be fine. I'm, I'm not worried yet. We'll be a top eight team. We'll okay. be around that five, four, five spot, I think. Yep. Come into the season. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, exciting news that came out on Sunday night, which is relevant to both of us, is that um, so Souths and the Roosters, Roosters, I should say, and Souths, uh, we'll be playing in the very first game at the brand new Allianz Stadium yep. on the 2nd of September. You and I will be there, 100%. I believe. Um, so that's really exciting. But the even bigger news is there's a lot of talk about Souths moving back to Moore Park, which I've been waiting 17 years to hear those words, uh, which is exciting times for everyone. Uh, it raises the prospect of Souths and the Roosters sharing a home ground once again. Moves back closer to the heartland. We've got that huge development happening in Maroubra now. Uh, there's a real sort of rejuvenation of the area ever since Souths won the comp. So I think it's it's a great call, but we will see what happens. But that is very exciting news. Yeah, I look, I, as much as I begrudge having to share a stadium and a locker room with Souths, it is great for the game. Go, and we've spoken about this before. Playing in ANZ... There, the atmosphere gets sucked out of that place because of how big it is, because of how poorly designed it is for rugby league. It is not. It's not a bad stadium. But it's not a rugby league stadium, yeah. right? And the Sydney Football Stadium will be designed, Allianz Stadium as it's called, will be designed to host football matches. Yeah. The crowd's going to be a steep grandstand. Everyone's going to be high up, and everyone's going to be able to see the atmosphere and. Big bowl, it's going to trap in all that noise, and it's going to be exceptional. And I can't wait for like that twice a year. Souths versus Roosters is going to be the best games of the year. But there needs to be more games at this venue, right? Like half the time it sits there dormant because there, there's only one team that plays there ten times a year. Yeah, right. 
Now it's going to be more times. They've got the World Cup there, the Women's World Cup there next year as well. So this team's going to get some use out of it. But I am happy that Souths is back at this stadium. Not only for Souths fans, but NRL in general. Souths are going to, like, how many times, how many times has there been in the last 17 years where you're like, can I be bothered going out to ANZ to watch a football game? I have this predicament on Thursday night. Yeah. Can exactly. I be bothered to go Can out there? Can you be bothered to go from, from the eastern suburbs or, or Redfern, where, where the majority of South fans are, to go trek an hour out to Homebush? Yeah. And then it's an hour back on a Thursday night when, you know, you might if you have young kids, you're not getting to bed till 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Yep. Right? It's too hard. Whereas if it's in the middle of their supporter base, you're going to get way more people there every week, and that's a good thing. It's a game changer. And look, at the time, I can see why South's made the decision, but times have changed and, um, you know, I think I think it's going to be a really good move for the club. Yep. Um, okay, some other things in the news this week. Ash Taylor retired, yep. medically retired, which is very sad, very sad. I think um, just one of those careers that just never really eventuated for him, a terrible uh, and we wish him all the best. Um, a, cu- a couple of other things. Some teams that are just suddenly struggling. Canberra and Newcastle. Newcastle is spoken about a lot, but Canberra is one that's really sort of come to the fore uh, with just uh, everything about them. Just the, the way they're conceding points, their attitude, um, lost for answers. I, I just don't know what's going on there. Five times in the last seven games. There's only been eight rounds. Remember round one, they won on the buzzer Yep. to the Sharks. Five out of the last seven games, they have not scored a point in the second half. It's crazy, isn't it? The faders. It's... it's, it's I, I, I don't understand it. Like, how is that possible? Uh, it, it makes no sense to me. This team is a team that I thought would bounce back a little bit from last year. They've, look, they've lost two of their spine. They lost Hodgson, they lost Fogarty. Yeah. I get it. But to not score a try in five of the seven second halves that you've played this season and blown multiple double-digit leads, that can't happen. That shows a, a lack of effort. Yeah, it's that's not talent. If, you're, if you have leads that are double-digit leads, you're not losing this game on talent. Yeah, you're losing effort. this game on effort and, and attitude mentality. and mentality. Yeah, agreed. Um, so Newcastle's woes, uh, we've spoken about them, so we won't really touch on them, but I think a bit of an adjustment this week in the ladder. So there's now four points, two wins separating 11th and 12th. Uh, so the, there's, a, there's a bit of a, a tail now, uh, but two of the teams in, in sort of the, the middle tier that are not Penrith and Melbourne, who are just streets ahead are Cronulla and Parramatta, who probably both had tickets on themselves filling those third and fourth spots. Um, Cronulla with, an, with a bit of an adjustment they, of course they had that blistering first half against Manly and then nearly lost it in the second half a couple of weeks ago went up to um, Brisbane. Brisbane and then it just didn't look like their night from the very beginning suddenly the halves were a bit clunky the passes weren't sticking and you can have those kind of nights but I think it, it's just a this week they're boosted by Finucane's return but I, I think it's just one of those things where they will probably learn from this Whereas Parramatta, they, they got absolutely blown off the park uh, up in Darwin against the Cowboys. Yeah, look, Darwin's a difficult place to play because it is a little hotter than North Queensland. Yeah. It is a North Queensland home game. And I don't think 
Parramatta have ever really played. It's a power home game. Yeah, but it is a North Queensland yeah, home. That's I get it. I get it. I get it. Right? Yeah. Um, Cowboys are third. I know. We we both. We both to I know. To finish last, and I don't. I, one player we haven't talked about enough is Chad Townsend and yep. what he's done for that team. Similar to what Adam Reynolds has done for the Broncos, he has brought them a leadership uh, that they didn't have. Um, their forward pack. They've got young young edges in Luki and Nanai who have been both awesome. Tamalolo is getting back to the form that we saw a few years ago when he won the Dally M. This team's legit. Um, they're not. They're not one to roll over. And Parramatta, you know, they can have these performances. We've seen they lost the Tigers two weeks ago. Yeah, right, where they just underperformed. Um, I the the move to put Dylan Brooks at centre when he's been your six the last three years to play Jake Arthur, who has been underperforming even when he's come on in small stints at six. That made no sense to me. Yeah, and. Signs of never. I, don't, I, I never understood that. Uh, with the Sharks, you're going to have losses, right? They come. Tigers, the, the Panthers had a bad game against the Titans, right? Yeah. Th- they could have very easily lost that game. Uh, so these games are going to happen. I'm not too worried about what happened with the Sharks. we got Wade Graham coming back. Dale Finucane's going to be back, which is a big win for them. Um, and the Broncos aren't a bad team. The Broncos have been really good. The last few weeks, they've they've got a couple wins in a row. They had a really tough game against the Panthers and a really tough game against the Roosters, but they have been strong. Yeah, it's it's actually this ladder is is quite jammed in a lot of the places now. So Penrith undefeated, as we know, uh, Melbourne two points behind, and they play each other Saturday week in Magic Round, and then Cronulla, um, Cowboys, Cronulla, and Para all with five wins and three losses. Souths, Roosters, Manly, Brisbane, St. George, and the Warriors, all four and four. Okay, so those six teams are probably going to fight for those last three spots. Uh, And then four points behind that is a long tail of the Tigers, the Titans, the Tigers, Canberra, Canterbury, and Newcastle. And, you know, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, Want to shout, the Dogs played really well on the weekend. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of media about, you know, Gus did this over Barrett, whatever. So much hype. And I think that sort of broke after more, more, we recorded. More, more driven by Fox Sports than anything because of their beef with Gus Gould. Yeah. Um, it's the way the media is handling this has been ridiculous. It's farcical, whatever. Good on the dogs getting a win. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to bring up before we get into round nine, Emmanuel. Yeah. And that was the Carl Lawton tackle. Yes. Um, I agree that it should have been a send-off, right? The issue I have is at that point in the game, what, six minutes, seven minutes in? Yeah. We're all sitting at a pub. Mm-hmm. All of us have the same conclusion. This game's over. Yeah. Because it's 12 on 13 for 73 minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you like that? Well, I've been hearing a lot about this, the timing of in the game point, yeah. okay? And... My issue with it is, Mike, if it's not seven minutes in and it's seven minutes to go and it's not nil all, but it's 20 all, is that an okay time to do a send-off? So, yeah. Is I, that I, like I, 43 I, minutes? Is, it, it, I, I, look, it, it, it's difficult. And this is where I think that, and this is this has been thrown around a couple of times, Carl Lawton gets sent off. Yeah. Manly are down to 12 players for 10 minutes. Yeah. 
and then Carl Lawton can't return to the game, but they get 13 people back on the field. I, I don't know why it's necessary, though. I just, I just don't know. Like, I mean, the whole point that the game was over, it was proven not to be anyway because Manly ended up 10-2 after that. They hit the lead. Like, the, 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 it's a moot yeah. point. Yeah, like, yeah. I, there was a point, you watched it with me, and there was a point where I was like, I can't believe we're going to lose this despite the fact that they're down a man. I, it's an accidental, and he's acknowledged it, but I just, this argument that's going around, I just think is so ridiculous because it's a clear send off. And I'm not saying this because it's South supporter, I'm not saying this because it's Cameron Murray. And I respect Carl Lawton because he came out and acknowledged like what an issue it was, and Murray didn't lay down where someone like Matt Lodge would. But I, I just think that the timing of it is irrelevant, and the argument as well that there was no injury goes completely against the face of every other conversation we're saying. I, I completely agree with the, the no injury argument is ridiculous. The fact that Cam Murray got straight up should not have any impact on the decision whatsoever. The tackle was a setup. Well, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm just posing the question that, you know, after seven minutes, and look, it, the game ended up 40 to 22. Yeah. So it wasn't particularly close in the end. South ended up running away with it late, right? Does, you know, is it fair that someone after seven minutes, even like, and, and I'm saying in all cases, if 15 minutes left, you get someone sent to the bin for five minutes, they come back for the last 15, but you get to replace that 13th player for five minutes. Yeah. That's what I'm asking is, is it fair for Manly to have to play with 12 people for the whole game on an accident? That can happen, you know, we don't see it very often, but they can happen. And both parties knew it was a complete accident. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't agree with that one. I think if if we're gonna like the this is like serious tackles. Like this is not sort of you know, uh, Marshall King indiscretion on Good Friday where he got sin binned and South scored three tries. It's a, this is this is dangerous territory with dangerous tackles where people could get seriously injured. I agree, and I reckon Kyle Lawton might not have been sent off if they. Daniel Tupu to be sin bin the Well, that's what everyone's saying. Yeah. That's what everyone's saying. The ref claimed down on his Yeah. Well, had to happen, didn't he's it? Gonna, he's going to come four weeks now for it. I think. Do we know who was in the bunker for that one? Was it Ashley Klein? Who knows? Uh, okay. Before we get into the week ahead and Michael's tips, um, obviously a massive shake-up in the tipping ladder with Michael getting three. Um, let me just scroll down and I'll find him. Uh, sorry. Uh, so the top of the round was um, Erica on six, then John, Eleni, Will, Joanna, myself, and Nick Carvo all got five. Mike, you got three. The ladder's been shaken up. I'm now in the top ten, which is riveting. But Hetro's extended his lead. is out by two points now, which is... Tip the Broncos. Who? Hetro. Gutsy, isn't it? <laughs> Very gutsy. Doing well. He is doing well. Um, yeah, so a bit of a shake-up this week, which is good, but with no bonus points, it means everyone can sort of move around. It's a bit like the Premier League. Yeah. Um, it also makes it a bit harder to move up, though. That's the problem. It does, but um, I just did it. I'm, uh, I am. I haven't looked at any of the games this week. Okay. I, kinda, I think I know who was versing who, but I haven't put my tips in yet. So I'm doing this live as just a try to change it up because I haven't been doing too well this year. Yeah. This week. It's hard to give you a tip on a Tuesday. It is. It's a struggle. No, I think I changed three of my tips last week and they all got wrong. They all got wrong. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, I did. I should have stuck with where I went. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. Okay, round nine. So, of course, big game tomorrow night. Souths and the Broncos at um, Homebush. Adam Reynolds facing his old club for the first time. Um, Liam Knight returns. Davey Moali shifts to the reserves. Shakai Mitchell, Latrell's brother who debuted last week, uh, is out of the 24. Tass starts, which I think is great. And Tane Milne is in the reserves from suspension. I would like to see a bit of a pre-game reshuffle. I have some issues with Josh Mansour's defense, attack, defense, attack, just general game play. Um, but we'll see what happens. But for the Broncos, a double blow with Haas and Kurt Capewell set to miss the trip to Sydney. Rabadi replaces Capewell um, and Carrigan comes back from a knee injury and will start in Haas's number 10 jersey. Turpin is listed, but all eyes will be on Adam Reynolds. Yeah, really interesting game. This one. Broncos got the better of Souths in the opening round. They did, without uh, Reynolds. Without Reynolds, uh, but with Haas. Um, I am going to tip Emmanuel the Broncos. Okay. I liked what I saw out of them last week, and despite Souths winning 40-22, to 22, Manly had 12 players for 73 minutes, and those 22 points were scored with 12 players, so that's a concern for me. That's a very good point, Mike. Um, that's a really good point. The other thing is that South's completion rate was right on 80% last week, but Manly's was 84%. And do you know why South's completion rate was so high? No. Did you hear what happened? No. The coach gave his players an ultimatum that they are to hold a ball with them wherever they go for 36 hours pre-game. Can, can the Roosters... So <laughs> apparently, we had a completion rate of fifty-eight. South supporters, <laughs> South South supporters were wondering why players were walking around Terrigal holding a football on Friday afternoon is, and thought it was some sick prank. This is an old-school <laughs> NFL thing where the rookie running backs have to hold on to a football, and all the players it worked. All the play, all the other players try to knock the ball out. Right? If you knock the ball out, you get crucified at training. It worked. Um, old school tactics, I like it. Old school. Now, Mike, great game this one. Raiders Bulldogs Friday night at six PM. Both yeah, teams the prime six both, <laughs> both teams two and six. It's probably one you might want to stay at work to miss. Uh, so the Green Machine have a heap of changes. Croker has been named to play his first game of the year. Um Nickel Clockstar is back in the number one jersey. Rapana to the wing and Zavage to the reserves. Whiten accepted a two-match ban for a dangerous throw and is out, replaced by Frawley. Whitehead is back after missing the past fortnight with a facial cut. Elliot retains the starting hooker spot with Chris, the new man on the interchange, for the Dogs. Josh Jackson returns from COVID to take his place at lock. King shifts back to the bench and Billy Skreekers is suspended. Naden is also back on the right wing. Ockenbord to the reserves alongside Wakem, Patolo, and Hoffman. Really liking Max King. Max King's fantastic. I think Shop has been fantastic. He's had two really tough matchups the last two weeks against Katoni Staggs and Joseph Manu, and yep. he's held his own. Um, Pangai had a really bad first half and then an awesome second half against the Roosters. Um, I'm tipping the dogs in this one. I... The, the Raiders for me, especially without Whiten, who I don't know how much you can take away from how well he's been playing, but the team has not been playing. Uh, but he's been the only one who seems to be trying every week. And without him, I don't know, maybe maybe if they win, he's the problem. 
and I've been justified in what I've been saying the last five years, <laughs> they fall again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. The big game Friday night, Battle of the West. Penrith host Parramatta. Last time they met, of course, was semi-final uh, game two of 2022 in the second week, and we all remember how that went. Ivan Cleary's named the same side that beat the Titans last week, but two notable additions to the squad, um, Brian To'o and Moses Leota, which is probably most concerning for every other team that they've been winning so much without them. Um, and they are moving closer to their returns. For the Eels, Opacek returns, um, providing relief for the side amid their injury woes. Brown returns to 5'8". Jacob Arthur shifts to the reserves, as Michael flagged. Um, and Russell's been included in the extended squad as he looks to make his way from a rib or lung injury. Panthers at Penrith, there's only one tip. Panthers, that's it. That's it. That's, that's the tip. Big. Big. Okay, Saturday afternoon, Manly hosts the Tigers at Four Pines Park. A big boost for the home side with Trebojevic returning at fullback. Um, and Saab and Parker are both out after last week's loss. Ben Trebojevic takes Brad Parker's center spot and Garrick shifts back to the wing. Olakowatu returns from suspension in good timing. Lawton is out for four matches after the tackle that we've discussed. Um, Aloye is listed to return after being included on the bench after overcoming a shoulder complaint. For the Tigers, Leilua and Nofaluma are out. They're big losses. And Seafarth and Mamalo are in the starting side. Simkin returns to hooker, um, moving Little to 18th man. Um, Uto Ekamanu returns after overcoming a knee injury and will be off the bench. And Peachy's back on the bench at the expense of Madden, who's listed in the reserves. Yeah, uh, I was very close to leaning towards uh, Tigers for this, and then I saw that the man in the number one jersey for Manly is back. Yeah. Uh, I also thought that in the defeated side, Josh Schuster was incredible. Yeah, he was. Manly he was. Against uh, Souths. Um, and he's only going to get better as he recovers from that syndesmosis injury. Uh, so I'm tipping Manly in this one. Yeah, I... Beware, though, I think, just because Manly had just such a big lift emotionally last week to be in that game for so long that I just wonder how that's going to play out. I know they've got new new players coming in, um, but they probably should get it done, but something to be mindful of. Um, okay, Saturday at 5.30, Roosters back in Queensland again, uh, hosting the Titans in Mackay. So that's another two-week session Queensland for the Roosters. With Magic Round next week as well. Yeah. Fortune favours the Roosters draw. Did you see that apparently the Cowboys only have to come to New South Wales three times yeah, this year? I know. Isn't it crazy? It's ridiculous. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> they got a good draw. Um, okay, for the Roosters, Tupo and Momorowski are named to return in the back line. Nekwama to the reserves and Kieran will miss a couple of weeks due to an ankle injury. He seems to be in and out of the, the team, Mike. Kieran. Yeah. Yeah, I I think there's better options than him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good kicker. Yeah. Uh, and Billy Smith is also nearing a comeback from a foot complaint and has been included on the extended bench. For the Titans, there's that huge blow with Fafita out for a month. McIntyre is his replacement in the squad. Proctor starts in the back row alongside Furmore. Sami, Asako, and Jaden Campbell remain chances to be late inclusions after being listed in the reserves. Last time they met, we all remember how it ended. 25, 24. There you go. Yeah. 
uh, very similar to my reaction this weekend, uh, last weekend, where within the period of a minute, I was cheering as if uh, I'd won the lotto. And <laughs> five seconds later, my roommate, my housemate thought that someone had died. <laughs> uh... This is what the rooster season has done to me, Emmanuel. <laughs> um, roosters. Yep. Okay. Sunday night, Cowboys in third. Sorry, Saturday night, Cowboys in third host Newcastle in 16th. Now, if you told me this after round one, when the Knights beat the Roosters and the Cowboys lost to the Bulldogs, I would have said, what is wrong with you? Now, Todd Payton's named an unchanged lineup um, with the same backline and the hammer to come off the bench after a super sub effort last week. Cotter and Gilbert earned starts against the Eels and are in line to do so again. Um, Granville is listed in the reserves alongside Tanua Brown. For the Knights, mass changes. Tex Hoy replaces Clifford at 5'8", um, and Clifford was benched halfway through last week's game, uh, so I think that summarises his season at the moment. Clune has been replaced by Crossland. Fitzgibbon and Dom Young have been named to return, replacing Sasangi and Brody Jones. Kurt Mann remains on the sideline, with Thompson named to start at lock. The new faces on the bench are Croker and Solo. Scott Drinkwater has done an awesome job at fullback. He has. Um, it's where he initially was when he was down at the Storm. Do you remember a few years ago, there was the battle between Jerome Hughes, Scott Drinkwater, and Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah. Uh, Scott Drinkwater was the odd man out, and Jerome Hughes actually won. Um, <laughs> it was a weird time. This is 2017. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a quality player, and he I think he played out of position at six. I don't think he is a six. He's a better fullback. He's been awesome for them, and he's kept uh, the hammer out of the fullback spots, which he was donning at the start of the season. Cowboys for me. Uh, I would not be surprised mm-hmm. if Caleb Ponga moves to six and Hoy goes to fullback just to get his hands on the ball more. Is this an exclusive? Uh, just a thought. I back it. I back it. Just a thought. Uh, I've been very critical of Ponga the last few weeks, and I'm about to add to that. I thought his post-match interview where he said he doesn't have much to say when he's the captain of the side, when he's paid a hefty chunk of their salary cap, is is probably not good. And he's underperformed. He's underperformed. Not like laughing when the ball gets kicked dead, laughing at the kickoff. I just think I would be so frustrated as a Newcastle fan. Um, okay, Saturday afternoon, Storm hosts the Dragons um, at Amy Park, 2pm. Tepai Moroya, can I just say, Mike, Melbourne, phenomenal. I love watching them. It's Not just so because nice. they beat Newcastle, but it's just, they're incredible. You don't know when they're going to score a 90-metre try. But you don't know how they're going to score. You don't no. know what style they're playing. It's amazing that the Storm and Panthers are playing such different games of football as well. Because the Storm is all attack, speed, attack, speed. And Penrith is sort of this smother, possession, control, power game. Whereas Melbourne's like, we have about 15 fullbacks here. We might as well just give them all room to move. Uh it's awesome to watch. I love it. I, I, I love the talent that they all have, the aggression and the energy that they bring. Um, brilliant. So, 
Moroa, an injury blow for them with Moroa out for six weeks. Jordan Grant comes into the 17. Jeremiah's been named in the reserves after overcoming a hamstring. No other changes, and Kenny Bromwich is set to play his 200th. For the Dragons, Bird has been named to return at 5'8", shifting Amon to the bench in an otherwise unchanged lineup. Um, Super sub Sullivan moves to 18th man after scoring the match winner against the Tigers. Dragons are three in a row. Um... And sitting just outside the eight, but I think this one might end their streak. I'm hoping. Here we go. I'm hoping that Melbourne do what they have done to the Warriors and to the Knights mm. and put 50 on the Dragons and make it impossible for them to win the competition. But, but they could still make the grand final. They can still make That's the what game. last year proved you can to us. Still make the yeah. <laughs> and lose by missing a but kick and an intercept. Yes, I think that Melbourne win this. I hope it's a big margin. Um, Xavier Coates, seven tries in two games is ridiculous. Uh, I can see him racking up a lot of tries this year on the back of the likes of Munster, Hughes, Pappenhausen, Grant, Smith, you name them. I have Hold to say, on. Munster has been in some form. Incredible. Like really raising that price tag. Yeah. <laughs> Just wow. It, um, it's it's really setting up for a scintillating game also, Saturday week. Also, last week I mentioned I don't want to see another Jack Bellin article. Yeah. And then one day later. Yeah. Another, another one. I know. Let's stop it. I know. Um, okay. Final game of the round is the Sharks and the Warriors Sunday, 4 p.m. at Shark Park. Teams go missing, Mike. Uh, Fanukin's back and is listed to start at lock. McInnes shifts to the interchange and Trindle to 18th man. Tolman is listed to start but swapped with Hunt last week. Wade Graham will come off the bench for his second appearance after getting through 23 minutes last week. Ikevalu and Tracy are back fit again after injuries earlier in the season, but they're amongst the reserves. For the Warriors, DWZ has been named to return after his nasty concussion on Anzac Day. He replaces Jesse Arthurs on the wing with Berry and um, Valia maintaining their spots in the centres. Bailey Sirenen moves to 18th man, replaced by Katoa in the back row, while Penne returns from a one-match suspension on the bench. Can we talk just one thing? Uh, absolute hero effort last week. It broke after we did the podcast. Uh, in the 70s, so two weekends ago, uh, Chanel Harris Tavita mm. played 45 minutes mm. with a ruptured testicle. Yep. Just what a. That is heroic stuff. Couldn't imagine the pain. No. He's out for six weeks, I think. Yep. Jesus Christ. Shucks. Um, Going to be interesting to see how Wade Graham comes back into this. The, the face that you're making now. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, it's going to be really interesting to see how Wade Graham come back, comes back into this side. Teague Wilton's been really good. You've got Talakai playing there so well on the edge uh, at centre spot and who can also play in second row. Wade Graham was the captain coming into this season, but he is quite old, has had a lot of injuries, a lot of head knocks. Does he get that number 12 jersey back? Or does, is, is he resigned to this bench role? He did look tired. There's a bit of match fitness issue. Um, I think with time, he'll probably get more minutes and then maybe ease back into it. He's just such a handy player, even if he comes off the bench and plays. I agree. And look, he's... I don't know how long he's going to be at the Sharks. I think he's off contract at the end of his season, isn't he? Yeah. 
That is that he is a player that a team like the Knights or I think the best team for him would be the Titans could use experience like him. Those younger sides that just need a forward leader who just puts his head down and gets the work done. Because, um, you know, Sharks have these up-and-coming edges that I think Wade Graham's time is getting getting short at Cronulla. He's a, fa- he's a, he's a crowd favourite. Um, but, yeah, want to see. we'll see how he goes the rest of this season. But, yeah. Yep. Okay, so to recap Michael's tips. Michael's gone Brisbane yep. over Souths. Michael's gone the Bulldogs to win in Canberra. Penrith to beat Para. Manly to beat the Tigers. Roosters to beat the Titans. Cowboys to beat Newcastle. Melbourne to beat St. George, um, who are $10 outsiders. Uh, $10. And, mm, and um, gamble responsibly, or just don't gamble. Uh, and that's, that's for you, Alex Katsouros. Don't put money on uh, Dragons 1-2. Or <laughs> well, Dragons to make the finals. Uh, and Cronulla over the Warriors. Right. That was a big podcast. Yeah. Do you feel better? We'll have to get through. Do you feel better? A little bit. Yeah? Cathartic. Yeah, yeah it is cathartic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Nice. I wish we did this podcast from about 2002 to 2014. <laughs> would have been would have lost very lost cathartic. Yeah, I know. Why are we losing 60 to 6 to the Warriors? Um. <laughs> I know. Uh, Alex Johnson, five tries away from the record. And yeah, we are on watch. We are on watch. I, I will update every week. That's it, Emmanuel. As always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, like us on Spotify, rate us on Spotify and Apple. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you know where we are on our socials. Um, yeah, and send through any banter that you need me to give Michael about the Roosters. I've really appreciated some of the feedback. It's been limited to Dragons fans at this point. We'd like to broaden that a bit. So, <laughs> I didn't come after any other teams. <laughs> anyway. No trivia question this week? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't have one. Okay, well then, we'll leave it for next week. Yeah. Unprepared this week. We had a lot to discuss. Though. We did. All right, that's it, Emmanuel. How good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, Thanks Mike. <laughs>